Hey everyone, uh, welcome to our lesson for today. If you got this link from a Google form because you're in Mr. Rostin's class, um, you're in the right place. Uh, if you copied the link and came to a podcast, you're in the right place. This is a podcast I created back in 2020 when we needed asynchronous lessons. When we needed lessons, even though we couldn't all meet up on Zoom, I created this podcast. Uh, and so since we all can't meet up on Zoom today because we're doing uh, testing, I thought I would uh, bring the podcast back and talk about a couple of things um, here today. So I have um, some information, um, and I actually have some episodes below that are about the same uh, topic. This is a couple episodes that I did about the nature of science, and I'm going to redo those episodes for you guys who are not doing IAR testing today. We're doing this because um, it, it's a subject that's important to me, um, but it's not like anything that's going to be on a test or a project, so you're not going to miss anything if you don't listen to this podcast uh, or if this episode, but it's something to think about, um, but you're not going to be behind if you don't listen to it. If you if you are listening to this and you are in the a, in the, um, the testing right now, um, if you miss this, it's okay. You're not going to miss anything that's on a test. Uh, however, if you are not testing right now, you are going to be doing a reflection on this episode in your Google form. Um, so, you know, don't turn that dial, as they say in radio land. Yeah, super fancy living in radio land. Also, uh, when I did this podcast, if you listen to old episodes of this podcast, which is called the Room 102 podcast, uh, every episode has a joke. That's right. Um, so if you want to hear some amazing science jokes, uh, you can go listen to old episodes and somewhere in there that will be uh, an amazing science joke. Um, there will be um, a scientist, uh, there will be a science joke in this episode uh, as well, but uh, it won't be right now. Okay, so um, we're going to talk about the nature of science a little bit, and in today's lesson, uh, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about science definitions and approaches. That's right, we're going to talk about what science is. Um, science is um, the study of anything that's testable. If you can test it, it's science. If you can't test something, then we don't consider it in the realm of knowledge that is science. And one thing that uh, I don't get to talk about a lot in class, but I get to talk to you now, uh, I get to talk about now because this isn't quite um, uh, the regular curriculum. Um, there are ways of knowing things that are not scientific. You can use other ways um, to get information that aren't scientific. And a lot of people get tripped up by this. A lot of people think that you need statistics to back up everything you believe or that you need um, uh, um, data or experiments to believe everything um, that you know. Um, the term that we use is empirically uh, verifiable is the official scientific term. Uh, there are people who believe that everything that you know should be empirically verifiable. But that's not true. There's actually a circular logic to that. Um, because here's what people forget about science. You can't use science to prove that you need science. That's right. There is no experiment you can do to prove that experiments are good. You have to take it on, ah, you, could use, you can call it logic, you can call it faith, you can call it common sense. Any of those I think are applicable. Um, 
you have to take it on on the word that uh, science is a good thing, that science is, is um, what you should be using to gain information. So when you're in science class, we're not saying that everything that we're learning in science is the way you need to look at the world. What we're saying is this is one way you can look at information. So if you disagree with your science teachers from here on out, I know you guys would never disagree with me because, you know, Mr. Ross, I mean, he knows everything. But uh, I, and, and I know that you guys all think that I'm right about everything all the time. And that's fair. But would you, if you, you know, if you meet science teachers who you disagree with at some point, that's okay. Um, you're allowed to disagree. But what we are trying to teach you is a way of thinking. Um, so you might not agree with every conclusion that science comes to. Heck, even I, as a scientist hear about scientific studies and I will think I don't agree with that I don't think that's true I think that they messed up that study or I'll think well their study made sense but they came to the wrong conclusion or I'll think hmm I need more information before that I I give that the old uh, thumbs up right like uh, you're allowed to disagree with scientists and if you do um, we're not saying you have to accept everything we say as the truth what we're saying is that uh, scientists scientists have a way of looking at the world and that is through trying to test it now, there's a couple different approaches we use to decide what to test uh, or if something is testable. Because just because something's testable doesn't mean that we test it. Sometimes if something is testable, we study it first and then we do tests later. So there's different approaches to science. And again, the only rule is it has to be about information that we can test. Uh, one, si one approach is theorizing. There are some scientists who really just work on theorizing. And when we theorize, a theory is just a a possible explanation for why something happens that's all a theory is um some some theories are proven some theories uh have an explanation and then we tested the explanation and then the explanation turned out to be true the theory of gravity is uh one of those um the theory is that you know there is gravitational exertions from objects with large mass or, or really objects with any mass that can become attractive if they gain enough mass um and we have studied uh the planets and how they orbit one another and how they orbit the sun. And we've tested that the theory of gravity, uh, gravitation is true. Um, same thing with the theory of natural selection. Natural selection very well explains a lot of biological phenomena that we see. So, um, you know, it might not explain everything about biology and nature and life because um, natural selection does not explain how life happened, like how life came into being. It just explains how life adapts to its environment. So if you look at um, the theory of natural selection, when it comes to explaining how, um, how living beings adapt to their environment, the theory of natural selection is a proven theory. There's a, a swath of evidence that shows that it's true. Um, so theorizing is, is one way of knowing information. But another one um, is phenomenology. Uh, phenomenology um, is the opposite of theory. Phenomenology says we're just going to study how the world works and then record our observations. And we're not going to try to explain it. Um, we're just going to say that um, something is. Um, this is where you get into more of the science of things like anthropology. Anthropology is the study of uh, human groups. Um, and in anthropology, um, you sort of accept rules um, based on what you've observed. You don't necessarily try to explain why um, a certain group of people acts a certain way. One of the best anthropology uh, textbooks I ever read um, was a mix of theory and phenomenology. Um, the author listed some things that they observed, but they also listed some things that they felt like they could explain. And what they did was it was called My Freshman Year. It's one of my favorite books. And it was about an anthropologist who pretended to be a college student 
she pretended that she was um, going back to school and trying to get a degree. And she was like in her forties. Um, she was trying to go back to school and get her degree and pretending to be a freshman and lived in the dorms and did all the freshman things. But it turned out that they were actually a student. They were actually a professor at the university. Like they, they took a sabbatical for one year. They took a break for one year from teaching so they could go pretend to be a student and live in the dorms with all the other college students. And then they wrote a book about it. And it was a very good book. Um, that's mostly phenomenology. She reported what she noticed and she did a little bit of trying to explain but mostly just reported what she saw again these things are testable not because uh, we can test for an explanation but phenomenology is uh, you know when we study what happens around us we can test that by seeing if the same thing happens in a different environment uh finally um uh the last approach that i'll try to mention about science so there's theory there's phenomenology and then there's engineering and engineering doesn't care about an explanation and it also doesn't care about what happens it cares about results engineering is about trying to make something happen so when you engineer something you run a test to see if you accomplish a goal and then if you don't accomplish the goal you try to change the test a little bit and then try to accomplish it again um an example would be um uh, well, let's take the candy lab that we did, right? Where we tried to take an M&M and we put it, we soaked it in water. What we decided to do eventually was just not only soak an M&M in water, but we tried to soak it in a bunch of other chemicals uh, to see um, what would happen. Uh, that's phenomenology. If we wanted to make it engineering, we would say, what if we wanted to try to melt that chocolate? We wanted to get that chocolate to dissolve. And we tested hundreds of chemicals to find the chemical that would eventually dissolve chocolate. That would be engineering. We wouldn't be worried about explaining why the chocolate dissolves. We wouldn't give observations for when the chocolate dissolved. We would just be like, we're going to find the chemical that makes chocolate dissolve. When we find that chemical, we're going to say what that chemical is and we're going to be done. That's engineering. So those are all different ways of approaching science. Notice that those are all things that you can run tests on and you can do experiments for and you can make observations on, but not all of those um, approach science in the same way. Um, so science is the study of things that are testable. Uh, the different approaches include theory, phenomenology, and engineering. Um, the next thing I'll note is that everybody is a scientist. The thing is anybody can make observations. Anybody can test um theories anybody can engineer an object to do what you want it to do therefore every single person is a scientist what your choice is when you get older is whether you want to engage with things in your life from a scientific standpoint or not i won't judge you if you get older and you decide you don't want to participate in things from a scientific viewpoint what i will say is that everyone needs to know how science works because you're going to be affected by science in your life in some way someone is going to engineer a drug that you are going to take at some point everybody or everybody's going to take some kind of like drug pharmaceutical uh even genetically modified foods you're going to be consuming things that are engineered so you need to know about that process that made that item that you're consuming everyone is going to um, be subject to laws when they get older that were passed because scientific studies proved that the law should be passed like scientific studies prove that a speed limit is safe and so you guys are all going to be subject to laws about speed limits because science is going to show that the speed limit makes people safer everybody is going to be subject to science at some point so even if you decide when you get older not to engage in science you do need to know what it is and how it works because it is going to affect your life in some way heck you're listening to this podcast using electromagnetic waves that were sent to your computer so you right now are being affected by scientific research as we literally speak.
those are your thoughts for today. That's your lesson. Um, this lesson was about oh, a little over 10 minutes. So you should spend the other 10 to 20 minutes writing a reflection in your Google form of what you thought of this episode. Your thoughts can be positive. Your thoughts can be negative. Just make sure that they're constructive. Make sure that they show that you learned something. Show they Make sure your comments show that they were paying, that you were paying attention. And again, put those comments in the Google form that you use to get the link to this episode. If you didn't get that Google form and you're listening to this, great. You don't have to do anything. That's fantastic. You just had the link and you listened to this on Libs, on Anchor or Spotify or whatever other the, the platform you decided to listen to this on. Uh, I hope you like the show. Um, uh, I hope you like the episode. We'll have uh, another episode um, when we do another testing day, and that's going to be about what science looks like in places that are not America. We've studied that a little bit in class, but we're going to talk about um, how the East looks at science overall. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so um, I'm going to give you sort of my take and my reflection on some of those episodes that we've seen. Um, and um, try to summarize it quickly and also focus more on how Eastern science is different than Western science um, rather than focusing on uh, specific people. Um, by the way, uh, we end every episode with a joke on this podcast. So here's your science joke for today. Did you hear oxygen went on a date with potassium? It went okay. Ha. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. Okay. Uh, you have a great day. Uh, and as always, uh, email me if you have any questions. Bye for now.